electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. This is Squawk on the Street. Let's meet today's contestants. A television anchor and music and film aficionado from Denver, Colorado, Carl Quintanilla. A famed stock market investor and restaurateur from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Jim Cramer. And our returning champion, an award-winning journalist from Queens, New York, David Faber. And now, here is your opening bell countdown on CNBC. Our David Faber kicking off his week-long stint on Jeopardy last night to some stellar reviews. Uh, good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Dow S&P futures looking to get back some of Monday's losses. Investors are weighing Delta variant concerns, but also watching data that shows a big increase in vaccinations and a number of companies raising guidance today, including Under Armour, DuPont, Ralph Lauren, and more. Uh, Jim, though, you got to start with, uh, with last night's Jeopardy, which I which is really lit up the Twitter, I think. Right, David, wouldn't you agree? you got to be pleased with the response. It's rare that I've seen Twitter be so kind. Yes. Yes. I will say that. And that's been very nice. And I appreciate everybody's very kind comments. And I certainly look forward to everybody watching the rest of the week. It's a it, good week. It did feel like David had done it hundreds of times. You were so smooth. You made everyone feel comfortable. You were comfortable. Some incredibly hard clues last night. And I felt bad for the contestants, yes. including the final Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy was very hard. I did, uh, with John Jacob Astor being the, uh, the correct response. I did bet the producers, they're like, nobody's going to get yeah. this. And they said, you don't know our contestants. But in this case, I was right. There were some others during the week, though, where I was wrong. Oh, People really? got them, and really? I was like, nobody's going to get this one either. And they do. <laughs> well, they get them. It's magnificent to watch you, and I'm so proud of you. I mean, Thanks, I'm kind Jim. of like I'm calling everyone. See, you, you put my partner on as if somehow I'm involved because it was so exciting. And your calm nature, like even, you know, they have those questions. So you punched your brother. David made that in. So you like to dress up as a shrimp at the mermaid parade. I mean, I'm like, listen, I said, that's our partner. Carl, he was just all business. Yes. Look at him. Look how good he looks. Yeah. <laughs> that smile. <laughs> That's confidence. And in fact, if you missed it last night uh, and you have plenty of chances this week to, to hear more, uh, take a listen to this. Madam Odio, you uh, entered Final Jeopardy with 34,200. Of course, you are a returning champion. What did you write down? Who is Morris? No, I'm afraid that is incorrect. The correct response was John Jacob Astor. And in the clue, you may have heard Waldorf, which was the key part because Waldorf Astoria. Astor, of course, became a fur magnate, and his family did build uh, the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. What did you wager? 15,000. That will take you down to 19,200. You remain, though, the champion. 
So you do that math in your head, or is that popping up on the screen for you? No screen, but uh, there is an opportunity during the break to see what people wager. Right. So you can do your Producers can do that so they can quickly figure out what people are going to do. Now, my understanding is Trebek did basically everything in his head, wow. which is unreal. Uh, that, everything. But, um, but, yeah, for those of us who are a bit slower, thankfully, you've got, uh, you've got a little help there in terms of at least understanding what they're going to wager. By the way, I mean, all that going to Robin Hood. So when, when Matt did that 15000 yeah. and Vlad he lost Tenet. it, I was Vlad like, oh. People were saying he gave money to Vlad Tenet. Uh, no, no, it's a foundation for him. He didn't give money to Vlad Tenet. Robin Hood Foundation here in the New York area. It's been a long-running charity. Of course, Paul Jones started it many years ago. And, it, you know, everything goes to support poverty, front lines, uh, so many different organizations in our city, which, as we all know, has been pretty hard hit over this last year and a half, but I uh, was certainly happy I could uh, do that. But it's, it's hard to watch when you know it's going to charity. Like, oh, right. man. But Matt's starting to accumulate a lot of money. He's a very impressive contestant. Very impressive. Went to graduate school in New Haven. Yes, New Haven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and do you get to hang out with them separate, or is nope. it very much? Uh, no. Nope. Tra- yeah. Yeah. Just say hello at the very beginning, right before we begin. Go out and just give them all. And in fact, given when we uh, taped and the COVID protocols, can't even shake hands. But wow. uh, but just say hello and then and then get moving. Yeah. Just keep it is. moving, man. So I mean, look, I, I, it's a big deal. I appreciate it. That all right. closing I, I, was very much like Alex when he described Waldorf. You did that. Thank you. And the late Alex Trebek, of course, obviously, just mm-hmm. icon for the ages. He was the best. That is the nicest thing that people have been saying is that uh, I reminded them of, of him. So I will take that as a compliment. And in terms of moving things along, I think we should move things along here, too. Well, I just want to say there is, are other celebrity uh, hosts. And that's all I have to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is he has a kind face. Did you see that one uh, on Twitter? I, no, I don't know that I did, but that's very nice. I, I, yeah. He has a kind face. Hashtag Jeff. Maybe that we can create some more viewers for our show. Maybe that'll, you know, Doesn't maybe hurt. there'll be a little crossover. Doesn't hurt. That'd be nice. What is Gary Gensler? Oops, wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. Yeah. But he'll be coming on. I just loved it. Thanks, buddy. Rivers Thank was you very both. hard, I thought. <laughs> Thank I you. I mean, when you had to go Rivers... It's like you figure rivers is easy. Geography dominated. Oh, my gosh. Geography's always tough, too. I know. You're, I know. Well, you're pretty good at that. Well, you're good at all. No, but, but I, I just, I, I was in awe of you. And then. I know we got to go. Carl can answer any music question. This, yeah. Sometimes it, it, some things transcend. That was a transcendent uh, tab. Well, we got four more shows, so we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, All right. we'll, we'll still have yep. more time. But we got, we got stuff to no, get to. There's a lot I'd like to get yeah. to this morning. And Martin, you have things to ask, Matt? Beyond that, he punched his brother. I mean, how about a little more like, you hey, Matt, did that? you have a yeah. Coca-Cola we'll, day? I mean, we'll, we'll have more, a little more time, well, the next show with Matt, because he obviously won. So. All right. Okay. Let's okay. move on. Let's uh, make money for people. Yes. I know you were talking, Baba, with the guys on Squawk. Better than expected uh, earnings, but revenues do miss. Uh, up 34, a little shy. They, they bounced the buyback a bit to $15 billion, but what are we thinking here well, in light of the regulatory no. concerns? I mean, we, and the stock did trade up about a buck and a half when they talked about the the. Uh, buyback. But I would tell you, Carl, that the assault on companies that, of course, we also have in our pension plans continues. And when I heard that term, the spiritual opium against the gaming, I shuddered because everybody kind of felt that after the uh, post-school tutorials where they said, listen, we've got a couple a class divide. Now they are what I always understood that they're about, that there's next is the dumbing down of their own people. And when you play with these 10 cent games, that is not the same as going to a, uh, being a seven year graduate student in a place in New Haven. 
Yeah, and there it is. It turns out spiritual opium has grown into a multi-billion dollar industry. No industry, no sport can be allowed to develop in a way that will destroy a generation. Now, no sport, softened a bit. Is that take two? Is that uh, take two? Yeah. Uh, it was softened a bit later, but, it, you know, and Baba's ra- has, has gaming as well. Now, in terms of trying to assess the quarter and how much of the stock being down, if it is down this morning, is a result of these latest moves in China unclear. MAUs, you know, for mobile went up 14 million on a 939 million or roughly base. So not a, you know, a net increase. Okay. 14 million, but percentage wise, obviously nothing like once what they once saw. Right. Uh, Jim at Baba, but well, I don't, I'm um, not in Baba for a buyback for heaven's sake. I know, but your point is an important one on these investors who are still hanging on in many of these Chinese company stocks that trade here or in that the, the education in particular, you know, they, Oh, it's going to end. Oh. It's going to end. And yeah, it, you know where it ended with all of them becoming non-profits. Non-profit. Can you so, imagine we wake up and our companies are non-profits? Yeah. So, you know, it, you're, you're very, I think, right to point to the, 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 the risk here. The still risk that, that stands out here is, as, the, as the Chinese um, authorities continue to take action. We're not sure where it actually ends. Every night we get the uh, note from Kathy Woods from ARC. Uh, let's just say that the Chinese are no longer Woodstocks. What? Those are not Woodstocks. She still sells a little oh, bit every day. Yeah, yeah, she's turned tail on, on a lot of those Wow. Uh, just thematically. By the way, it doesn't help that Take-Two had some release push-outs uh, that yes. did result in them guiding below for Q2 revs. It was very rough because this quarter was extraordinarily good, but they had to push back a couple of big releases. Now, they also have NBA 2K, which is a gigantic hit, hit in China. Now, is that... Is that spiritual opium? Right. I'd be worried. You'd be worried about? That Take-Two could be spiritual opium. I, look, I, I think if you're a seller in China, Nike but, didn't do that well. Apple obviously means a great deal, but they've already passed the test. Starbucks did incredibly well. Nike, a lot of people were shorted because people felt that someone would ask them about the Uyghurs and the concentration camps. Yeah. Which, by the way, do you think they, the Chinese allow that moment that just Chinese no. press that button? You know, Eunice Yu. By the can way, you, can I just say, one of the bravest journalists. Eunice always gives it to us straight, and, uh, and we certainly appreciate her, her reporting. Well, she was the one who said all the time. they first went with spiritual opium, then they walk it back. But yes. That's exactly what they keep sucking you in. They, David, I spoke well, with our, friend, our mutual friend Peter Navarro last night. Well, and what did he have to say? Well, he Jim? just said that. Actually, please don't tell us. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay um, so Peter I did Navarro, like spiritual Peter opium. As a, yes. Peter Navarro was, he's a guest tonight on Jeopardy. <laughs> Peter, Peter, he's looking for something to yeah, do. He and I are going to go to the mermaid he was parade the, he together. Was a, yes, dressed as a shrimp. Um, but no, he was in charge of the, uh, China relations. And he just said, listen, these are all very big pension holdings in the United States. And we forget these companies, these companies were, uh, because they're in these indices, the MSCI, they are gaffing, world, gaffing people worldwide. Because the communists are back to being there. Yeah, but then that's the that's the one where I wonder. Well, you don't think they're rolling back Deng Xiaoping? They are still interested in having a uh, a strong capital market, certainly over there. Authoritarian companies. They they may not want the the executives of some of these companies and the multi billionaires that have been created to have a great deal of power. But it's unclear to me that they really want to. Uh, uh, kill the uh, goose that laid the golden egg. But is it authoritarian capitalism or authoritarian communism? Which is, what did Navarro have to say? You know, Navarro says it's not capitalism. It's just uh, it's just outright dictatorship. And we act as if somehow 
they were allowed into the rest of the world of commerce and that they are good corporate citizens. And they're not. Uh, well, uh, this morning, the, the final director of national intelligence under the Trump White House is uh, saying that the Beijing Olympics, six months away, should be pushed because of the very concerns that you're highlighting and that I'm sure that Peter Navarro highlighted. Well, Jimmy Carter pushed the Russians you know, that ended that Olympics. That was the Olympics that... Uh, well, that was 1980 LA. I'm just sorry, 84. Uh, Mar- it was 84. No, no wait. That was Moscow. 80 in Moscow. Yeah. And yeah. then right, and then they didn't come to 84 right. in LA, the Russians. Well, I mean, you know, you look at that, the rock, right? The rock. There's two rocks, right? There's the rock. Dwayne Johnson. And then there's the Russian Operating Committee. Yes. Like, they're not even allowed to call themselves the Olympic, Olympic Committee. Committee. I mean, there's just so much crazy stuff about the Olympics. But I think that, it, that the Chinese are... Um, it's just going to get worse and worse. I Certainly, think that, what yeah. we had oh. John Chambers on Tech Check last week. He said it's going to get bumpier before yeah. it gets better. Taiwan Semi. There are some. There are still pro American. There are, and there are some reporting that perhaps you get a one-on-one with uh, with Xi and yep. Biden at some point. Really? Yeah. What are you hearing? I think it's the Journal. Yep. <laughs> I think at least on some. I think cybersecurity issues. Mm-hmm. Right. It just feels like when when Truman met Stalin and said, "Don't worry, I can deal with." It. You know, Uncle Joe. There's no Uncle Joe here. This guy is dictator for life. Yes, he is. Right? Yes, he is. He is president for life. And I have to tell you uh, that when I look with at great what power, he, what, when could he go after Alibaba? Why not? It's a con- it's a consumption model, well, and the Chinese should not be consumers. Well, that's that's come on. You know that that's not the case. Well, no, I, they are what? encouraging a consumption economy. They have been no, I'm just taking saying, people from the rural areas into the city, creating. Uh, a middle class that is they're, now they're hundreds need, and hundreds of millions of people. Sneakers, they're going to need yeah. airplanes. But maybe they de- deem that there should be a 50% off sale. Uh, anything's, ha- <laughs> anything's possible with this regime. We're kidding ourselves. This regime, I, when I hear m- money managers come on and say, listen, do not, this is yesterday afternoon, do not, worry, they, do not worry, they are done once they've done the after school. And then I read about spiritual opium in the middle of the night. They're not done anything. They're not. You may very well be right. So far, you have been. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. What? Can I be on Jeopardy? Uh, sure, if you pass the test. Yeah. I hear it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm. A, what would you describe me as? Each person's described in an eight. Well, you you already heard it at oh, the yeah, top right, of the show. Can we play it again? I don't know if we have it. No, I'm Jacob. Donnie Gilbert. Do we have it? I'm Jacob Astor. Can't re-rack that. I actually know who won the whole week. No, you don't. I know. I just felt like I'd say that. <laughs> don't, don't get, don't get me in trouble. trouble. Yeah, that would be bad. Actually, not only do I not know anything, but it's one of the most exciting. I Jim, mean, Jim, this is what you are. Take a listen. What? What do you have? Here. This is Talk on the Street. Let's meet today's contestants. A television anchor and music and film aficionado from Denver, Colorado, Carl Quintanilla. A famed stock market investor and restaurateur from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Jim Kramer. And our returning champion, an award-winning journalist from Queens, New York, David Faber. And now, here is your opening bell countdown on CNBC. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk of the State. Take a look at the futures. We'll take a break here. Uh, We'll get to a lot of the prints out today, including Under Armour, Ralph Lauren, DuPont, Cummins. We'll keep our eye on oil, too, breaking below 70 this morning, down for the second day in a row. We're back in a moment. 
Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Take a look at some of the pre-market leaders on the S&P this morning, a number of them in retail with just some blowout reports out of RL and Under Armour, both of which uh, raise guides. Simon Property, too, with some new policies about vaccines and masks. Under Armour did come up during yesterday's Jeopardy-inspired Mad Dash. You'll find out what will be mentioned in today's version after the break. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Here is this week's host of Jeopardy, David Faber. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. And now it is a, a Jeopardy mad dash as we're doing all week long. Our contestant, of course, is that famed restaurateur, James Kramer, JJ. Anybody call you JJ anymore? Yeah, my dad did. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Uh, what are you choosing from here on the board? Can you ask it in a more formal Jeopardy w- would way? Would you like, let's go to the board. Jim, you're up first. Reopening for 500. Okay. And the clue is this apparel company is back on its horse. Ralph Lauren? What is Ralph Lauren? Yes. Oh, my well God. Done. Oh, my God. What is Kikeda? <laughs> you got to answer in the form of a question. I will, yeah, Although I got, in I got initial jittery. jeopardy. I got jittery. You can just get a warning. In I know. double Thank jeopardy, you, you got to do it. Because I got jittery because it's so tense. All right, stocks up eight percent. Now, uh, you know this is reported one of these, earnings, of course, Ralph yeah. Lauren. Now, uh, P- Patrice LeVay, who is the CEO, has managed to be able to get out of all the low end. He's really into high end. No more football. You know, you're not going to see his stuff. In you know, if we go down, David, you and I after the, to Marshalls, or TJ Maxx, or you go to Coles. No, he's only in the highest end. Uh, does very well by Simon Property Malls. And I got to hand it to him because uh, Ralph, Ralph Lauren, historically is exacting. And Patrice LeVay has met the standards of Ralph, who's still, you know, executive chairman. 
and creative director. And I, it's a remarkable uh, uh, duo. And I just think that this thing can go much higher. It was up five yesterday. Ahead of the print. Ahead of the print. Uh, and you think it can go much higher just simply based on the execution? New strategy. New strategy. Direct to consumer doing incredibly well. Uh, some beautiful, you have to go up there. I, I'm a purple label guy, but some all high end brands now. And that was a premiumization. And yet at the same time, David, TikTok is a place where they get a huge number of customers. TikTok. Really? Yes. Spiritual opium. TikTok. Right. Well, TikTok, of course, owned by ByteDance, which is an incredibly large private company. Right. Uh, right Rich now, people. With some large U.S. based investors. Right. GA, generally. Yep, general but anyway, plan. I just thought this was worth pointing out because I was very worried when I spoke to Patrice this morning. I was concerned the stock was up five yesterday. How do you top that? When the answer is you deliver a number that is great across every single one of your brands. We'll contrast that with another company that was down on every single one of its brands. And congratulations, because this has been a transformation that is like Club Monaco is gone. Now, my wife said I fit well in Club Monaco. I didn't know it was not high end. I thought it was... Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I didn't know. Uh, Now, you threw a clue at me just now about a company that's down across the board in all of its brands. What is Clorox? Yes, exactly. Okay, because we do need to talk about that, which we will as we get closer to an opening bell uh, about six Well, how much was that? I forget how much that category was you just did. How was Clorox? Zero? Yeah, I didn't didn't actually pick a category. I know. We do have that opening bell. We will get to Clorox shares, which you may have seen at the... uh, the top of our show, we're down as much as, or maybe down as much as 11%. And hey, don't miss me all week on Jeopardy. Get different clothes. <laughs> Every show. Jim mentioned Clorox uh, before the break, and in fact, uh, they did miss on the top and the bottom line. Organic revenue down 10, uh, gross margins down by 900 basis points year on year, Jim. Uh, looks to open around 163. That's going to set you back basically to when COVID began. Yeah, I mean, what is really a shame, and, and Linda Ren will be on tonight for Mad Money, is that there was ex- expected to be some misses, but it was literally um, every, every one of health and wellness, household, uh, lifestyle, international, the organic volumes were all bad. We've got to find out more about what happened at this great company, because I know I know that Linda's adamant that there's a lot, lot you know, there's many good things here, and we've got to find out more, because this is a story company that has always been right to buy, but remember, they're going up against these incredible comparisons, uh, because Clorox was one of the most uh, obvious winners in the pandemic, and they're not bouncing back. Uh, it, it, it is very disappointing. Yeah. Well, there's the the degradation in demand, and then there's the higher cost in the input story. You know, it's freight. I was telling David I'm going to an analyst meeting tomorrow just to learn a little more about resin and plastic. But you had all the com- all the things that have just been wrong, uh, freight, raw costs. But that consumer demand, you know, we didn't have the consumer demand. Well, that's kind of jarring. Uh, because, remember, they're also uh, Kingsford's, uh, the salad dressing. I mean, they have a lot of different divisions. And yes. it was, uh, I'm going to look to find to And it wasn't as though the good. stock was running up into this. No. Now, you know, no. there had already been some market cap taken out on the anticipation of tougher comparisons. Right, True. Jim? True. But uh, not nearly enough. That people had lowered and lowered and lowered estimates. Oh, streets at 760. They guide uh, fiscal 22 to 555 Ooh, at the really? midpoint. 
It's really which is way below the. Street. I know that they have some things they want to talk about tonight that can put it in perspective, but all I can say is is that when I see a number like that, uh, uncertain man, I, I have to say that freight, materials, manufacturing, logistics, consumer demand, uncertain. It's horribly below estimates, and uh, the the margins are just terrible. It's just it's like a business lesson about how a great brand is a great brand. Did not have good numbers. There's no, I can't sugarcoat this. I would have argued that maybe they should have pre-announced. Who's that fan? You got the CEO tonight, so that's great. Come on, you got to like that. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Opening bell here in the uh, CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's Hippo, a home insurance startup celebrating its listing via SPAC at the NASDAQ. It's HealthWell Acquisition Corp. A SPAC celebrating its IPO. SPACs are back. I did want to check in with you, Jim, on crude, uh, 69.75. I know you tweeted yesterday that that 10-year at 115 was beginning to freak some people out. Totally. Uh, Permian is is continuing continuing to pump. Uh, when they get at these levels, the the oil companies are very happy to pump as much as they can. Let's not forget that this is uh, a lot of them have really cut costs. Uh, I, I know the guys at Devon, and they have the, a level of discipline that has become the model for the industry, uh, and they can make a ton of money at these levels. They can. They can. Permian makes a ton of money at these levels. And the money has not been spent to open up a lot more that of the Permian. See, and that's what's really interesting, is that they're just returning it to shareholders. Now, BP with a remarkable return to shareholders and dividend today. I mean, this, these are brand new. This way these are handling their future uh, is traumatic. And don't forget, in some places, they don't even want to drill because, well, wait a second, the president doesn't want drilling. Now, it's very different from the previous president. And these are companies that are kind of caught in the crosshairs. They have to do much more ESG. They can't drill as much. Obviously, people are looking at their methane levels. And, David, you know, after what happened at Exxon, religion. Yeah, um, you're talking about Engine One and the three yes. directors there, which may, as I've said many times, been a reflection more of, um, of frustration amongst Exxon shareholders that had extended over a long period of time. Yes. Um, and might not be something we can necessarily say will apply to Chevron or to the next oil company, the next uh, fossil fuel company in some way. But you're right, Jim. Listen, they are, what they're not doing is, I mean, Exxon only spent $7 billion in CapEx for the first half of the year. No, these are amazing. And they brought in their overall, but only $7 billion. What's interesting, of course, is now oil's up so much, but you could argue, you know, like, no, don't second guess oil's so up because their CapEx budgets went down. Yep. I mean, it, it, it is supply and demand, after all, and we were the swing producer, and we've decided to cut it back by a couple million barrels. It's just we're not announcers, we're not part of OPEC. Right. I think oil can fall a little further. There's also some demand destruction because oil's uh, gasoline's going up. But oil had a big spike, and now it's uh, people are looking at the tenure and saying anything commodity-oriented is going to come down. That's why when I spoke to Dupont this morning, mm-hmm. Dupont, which had a remarkable quarter, I hope the stock's still up. But Dupont, uh, Ed Breen is talking about the idea that maybe we're a little further along the commodity curve, and in that sense, are oh. Oh, come on. What the heck does this market want? What does this market want? Finish your thought. The idea is that... Is that maybe we're further along in the commodity crisis. That 
you know, we're 89% through. Right. And, but uh, I thought DuPont's quarter was very good. They have great semiconductors. They're, they're constrained in Tyvek, which is involved with housing. Uh, I thought Ed did a great job, and actually I'm, I'm surprised. I thought that that stock would be up because every single line, with the uh, exception of some aerospace, uh, what, what was very good. And I guess you have to have every single line be great, raise your numbers, do a buyback, and increase your dividend, for heaven's sake. Micron, increased, Micron gave you a dividend. Yeah, that's right, for yeah. the first time. Even NXPI, which um, had auto revenue up 80-plus, gross margin beat, um, is down a tad. Not as big of a blowout as on not, Yeah, because any, a lot of people have been playing NXPI as a free scale as the auto company. Now, I, I contend, look out, it's on semi, uh, which is up again today. That's the one I like at uh, El Khoury. He, he will be on Mad Money later this week. Uh, they've got tremendous uh, auto business, and they've been very aggressive. Now, remember, the auto business is really about full-featured semis versus the high-performance computer semis that, by the way, Marvell is focused on with a very interesting acquisition that, that is, uh, to some degree, I mean, they, they want to own the data center, and that stock's down. I mean, now, come on. <laughs> you can't shoot. Um, Snowflake's up. I'll give you another name that's down, Discovery. Of course, the future home of Warner Media. Yeah. Uh, Warner Discovery. Um, you know, they're still a ways away from closing that deal. Conference call, I'm not sure if it's ended. It started around 8. Um, and stock's down over 4%. Obviously, a long way from the 78 bucks. if we go back. Well, you can see it there. 78 Remember bucks. the 78 bucks it hit the on Archegos? The Archegos high of 78 for Discovery. Wow. Um, now 27.90 and down 7% for this year, of course. But they're continuing to move along there. Listen, ads are very strong. You know, they're yes. back to 2019 right. levels. The problem is ads keep going up, but your audience numbers keep coming down. So, uh, mm. fortunately, there well, unfortunately or not, there are fewer people watching old-fashioned TV, yeah. a- cable ATT TV. Uh, remains. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you follow ATT at all. <laughs> but that stock is now, remember that big upside surprise they had? Stock is kind of settled in. <laughs> but it's got a 7.3% yield. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Just, you're, you're unrelenting. What is, you are unrelenting. What is the yield about to go lower? <laughs> AT&T, when they do cut the dividend, when they do the deal. But, of course, they free up an enormous amount of capital. Oh, no, yeah, that's great. All right. compete in wireless. They yep. do. I'll at least give the other side of it. Uh, as for Discovery, um, you know, one of the questions, of course, will be sort of, you got HBO launching in new markets and Discovery Plus. Well, maybe they pair some of those back as they wait to get together to launch together in those markets. Right. Where are they, 17 million subs total right now for Discovery Plus? But you can see where things stand there. You guys saw this Reese Witherspoon deal. I know we talked about yes. it a lot yesterday. Yes. Bill- a billion dollars. By the way, Blackstone, it is interesting. Blackstone creating, if, if they get it right, what they hope will be an arms supplier to the likes of so many of these direct-to-consumer platforms because they are only consumed using their, their own content, right? So Warner's going to produce for Discovery Plus. Paramount will produce for Paramount Plus. Universal will produce for Peacock. Disney for Disney Plus and on and on. Well, maybe there is an opportunity to fill in the gaps. Sony's produce, uh, pursuing that opportunity, but maybe Blackstone will be able to. $700 million equity check, roughly, is what I'm hearing here. Somebody reported only five, seven. And my uh, also hear that there was another bidder right there on top of Blackstone, but they did. And she's 
She, she did great with Reese Witherspoon. Yes, she did. And apparently also uh, is going to keep a lot of, uh, lot of uh, rights there as well, minority protection rights. So as they dilute her down, she will still have, she'll keep her brand and keep it the way she wants it to be. No Halston here. Did you watch Halston on Netflix? That was good. No, but I'm looking forward to Lost his name. Can't lose your name. No. Here goes Lily again. Every time Lily opens its mouth. Reese Witherspoon coming on with you, Carl. Alzheimer. Uh, And the CEO, uh, Sarah Harden, as well, of Hello Sunshine, the company. Now, does does someone like Scarlett Johansson ruin her marketability in that nasty law spat? I don't think anybody comes out looking great in that between them and... uh, well, I'll and tell you Disney. one thing. Uh, the Wrap had a piece last night about the estrangement between Chapek and Iger and how this is the first concrete result of that, that discord. Yeah. And, that, and that there's some within Disney who are pointing to Chapek as a reason for Scarlett's... Uh, you know, I think Chapek is, is, is taking control at Disney. And, uh, you know, Bob is, uh, is going to be thinking about what he's going to do after the, after the new year, into the new year after, obviously, one of the most storied careers as a CEO that we can certainly remember. But you got to, at some point, you got to cut, you got to cut your ties, right? Yes. And if you're Chapek, I mean, you've got to say, Kevin hey, Johnson we've only it. got one boss at a time. And but he's also got another variant. He's got the Delta variant. It doesn't help. I mean, people are canceling trips. Well, yeah. I, I, that's a good point. I mean, uh, TSA, five days in a row now of two million plus. Okay. We haven't done that since February of last year. I just think that Florida, when you look at that map of where people, I mean, maybe, look, I'm sure they're, they're, they're Disney, you, built, you book in advance, you don't cancel. But when I look at what's going on in Florida, I say, you know what, I'm going to take a pass from going to Florida right now. Maybe, you listen, hospitalizations are at a high. Thankfully, deaths are not. Nowhere right near where they were. And one of every three cases in the last week is from Texas or Florida. If you live in the Northeast or Idaho or California, you might not be feeling the same way as you would if you were in Florida. Although San Francisco, you live in Maine, you've never even—you're not even hearing about COVID. I Um, see. I see. This the the Times is saying now that New York City is expected to require proof of vaccine for indoor dining. Really? Yeah. That's just to try to get everybody vaccinated. uh, You know, but but no mask mandate. Right. Right. That's going to be very tough. People really resent it. Um, Really resent it. Guys, I did want to come quickly to a, a company we rarely talk about, KKR, because it did report numbers. And I'm not going to go through all the numbers, but I am going to point to one thing that I think is reflective overall of just the avalanche of money out there. Uh, guys, they raised $59 billion and a quarter for their funds. To put that in perspective, last year they raised $44 billion. $59 billion into PE-related funds. And obviously, so many of these platforms have become a lot more than PE now. They all they pursue different strategies. Blackstone, we've talked a good amount about. KKR, remember, has a large capital markets presence there, right. where they compete with the more established sort of names that we know in that area. But they also still pursue a lot of PE. But I was just that number itself was quite astonishing. To, well, to raise that much in one quarter just shows how much money is sloshing around well, there, looking for a return. That's why if you go over what Newell has done, Newell Brands systematically reduced the exposure of what Martin Franklin had bought in Jordan. But pre-E firms just thrive when you sell a division. It's suddenly something that they can be laser-focused, create, you know, take costs out, and then come public again. Yep. I mean, we were joking about it. We, with, look, I have to tell you that I think uh, Sologram, who's the CEO, is doing a remarkable job. And I know Martin Franklin, who sold him Jordan, was not happy with how it was handled by uh, Mr. Polk. Correct. But now he likes what they're doing. But I just was like, the different 
brands that got bought by private equity. Just extraordinary. And they'll all make a ton of money. And there's a lot there's a lot going in. There's a lot coming out. There's exits, the SPAC right. market. There, there's so much, you know, and, but it's an important point, I think. And again, KKR shares are up. Not that much. I put 1.3. David, uh, 1. Would, 3 you, or so would you say the average SPAC right now is sitting on, SPAC managers are sitting on their hands waiting for something to come back? Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. I mean, a lot of them, you know, the pipe market is frozen up. Um, you know, remember the private investment and the public equity that always went along, often went along with right. when you announce your deal, you bring in the likes of Fidelity and T. Rowe, so many other names to invest uh, as well at 10 bucks a share. Right. Um, that's kind of frozen right now for a number of reasons. Um, and so we'll see when things unfreeze on that side a bit. But, you know, there, there's plenty of money. There's money still chasing a lot of deals. By the way, looking at P.E. portfolios as opportunities in some of these backs do for taking companies public. Oh, definitely. And then definitely. you get Blackstone who likes to roll in with you to some extent. You can see, though, where we are now on that. I mean, that's that's. That's, that's bad. That's degradation. Yeah, that's really ugly. Um, In the meantime, you know what went up along with SPACs that is now back going up that we don't talk about enough is Tesla. Yeah. I mean, people liked the Tesla port, uh, and they liked it because there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, and by the way, a lot of people were saying, well, Bitcoin, that's been problematic for them. It wasn't with Tesla, and it sure wasn't with Square. So even though you see Bitcoin and it doesn't act well, and some people have to take write-offs, the uh, the market's very forgiving if you've done Bitcoin, very forgiving. And that's important to remember because Bitcoin was part of the this whole era. Robinhood, Bitcoin. Uh, Speaking of SPACs, Jim, did you get a good look at those nickel earnings? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's actually to me. 72 cents above 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, the biggest news there, of course, was the indictment of Trevor Milton last week. You know, they may not be done there either. I think that's what important for people to keep in mind. Well, when you've got the DOJ... Uh, and the SEC and the FBI, which do often work together on these kinds of things. It doesn't mean they're just going to stop at Trevor, does it? But wait a second. Let's go back to Under Armour, which was yesterday's uh, Jeopardy question. Okay. Uh, really good quarter. But you remember the Justice Department was all over them? Yes. The yellow jackets? Yes. And that was wrong. Justice Department backed away. They did, but they didn't ever. Did they bring charges? Did they indict? No. Well, they investigated, investigated. They had yeah. nothing. They had nothing. It's a little different. Here they indicted. You well, can read the complaint, say, you know, whatever it's worth. He's, a good, he's an innocent man until proven otherwise. But Innocent man. What is he, Billy Joel? <laughs> uh, the response from his, from his lawyer was, uh, the language is pretty out there. Every executive in America ought to be horrified, terrified. Terrified. Yeah. Why? Because they, had, they pushed the truck downhill? Yeah. To show that the thing was working? What executive's done that that I know of? I mean, wait, wait uh, Procter & Gamble? I mean, no. It was, uh, it was... It was, yeah. Well, they never said that the truck was under its own power. They only implied it. <laughs> well, that's like the orders. The Lord's never, never orders. said that he somebody had, actually had their we had foot on the gas. He said he had solid orders, but he didn't have orders. Lord's death. Yeah, Lord's death. I mean, these guys. It depends they, what the meaning of order is. Right. It's like is. The word is. Yes. Or is is. Or is is. Uh, we did start out with gains, uh, but we've lost them, obviously, on the Dow. As the 10-year yield has settled back a bit, we're now... 
uh, back to 116 or so. Oh, my. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Tuesday. This happened yesterday. We started out strong and just through the middle of the morning kind of weekends. Happened again today, a little earlier. Take a look. Defensive kind of leading here. Reed stocks doing better uh, early on. They've been a good leadership group all throughout the quarter. Uh, now just turn negative. As you can see, all these were positive at the open. Energy, industrials, uh, banks uh, a little bit worse uh, overall here. The market trends, well, here's the good news. The earnings keep rising. I'm talking about the third and fourth quarter estimates, which is what matters. The margins are 13%. They're records for the first and second quarter, and that's why the market's holding up. The trend overall, though, kind of flattish, not surprising for this time of year. The leadership, you might say, oh, it's tech. Well, actually, this quarter, it's been very defensive. Utilities and real estate investment trusts are the main leadership groups. And, of course, the big market mover is the Delta variant. Who can solve the Delta riddle? That's the question. Is it going to wane? Is it going to get more intense? Is it just going to fizzle out? Nobody quite know. A lot of com- nobody quite know. A lot of comments on this this morning. Uh, we saw some things, uh, for example, with uh, Marriott, the CEO there, uh, Anthony Capuano, just making some comments this morning. Fairly positive overall. We're keeping a close eye on the Delta and other variant strains. We're optimistic. The upward trajectory of the global recovery will continue. Uh, they have double the revenues from a year ago. But if you take a look here, Marriott down a little bit here, slightly short, I think, uh, those revenues of bullish expectations. You see the, uh, the travel and leisure stocks, particularly the rest of the hotels, all trading down today. Uh, DuPont really benefiting from that rebound. I know uh, Jim spoke about it earlier, but in chips and autos, and you take a look at the, these numbers here, they're excellent. Electronics and industrials, materials and uh, mobility and materials, that's the auto sector. They raised prices in that sector 13% in the quarter to offset higher raw material costs. So I know Clorox was not able to raise the prices to offset commodity cost inflation, but other companies, and it looks like DuPont is able to do that. Uh, so they did very, very well. DuPont's held up pretty well uh, throughout the, uh, the quarter, as you can see. Uh, maybe a little bit worse than the S&P 500. Finally, just want to know, Simon Property Group, uh, raising its uh, funds from operation, the FFO guidance, that's really what matters with the REITs. Sales at its shopping centers returned to pre-pandemic levels in June. So generally, the comments... Very optimistic still. And even on the COVID variants, most of the comments have been positive. Heineken, one of the very few yesterday that said that they've had a definite sales impact, but they were specifically referring referring to Southeast Asia, to Vietnam, to Malaysia and Indonesia. So still waiting for a little bit more of what's going on there. David, very proud of you and your efforts last night. John Jacob Astor, the wonderful question at the end. You know, that's the uh, Empire State Building. In 1992, I went back there for its 30th anniversary to do a story, and I found the original John Jacob Astor maps for the property. There was a large stream going right through the middle, and I asked the head of the Empire State Building, what happened to this giant stream that's right here on the uh, Astor map? And he said... It's still there. And they took me into the basement, eight stories below the building. The stream that John Jacob Astor bought is still there. They have to pump the water out every single day. There's a giant pumping system, eight stories down, to pump all the water out from that stream that's still there. And, of course, as you noted, John Jacob Astor was the largest property owner in New York in the mid-1800s. Quite, so, a, quite a feat and quite a show, that. David. We were cheering you, for you Bob. all the way. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. There are a lot of streams running under New York City, by the way. Yeah. I got a buddy uptown who's got a townhouse. He's got a stream running under his really? town. Yeah. You can hear it sometimes. It's, it's uh, kind of like Water's got to go where it's got to go. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, uh, water's got to go where it's got to go. But it's, that was great. I didn't know, know that Astor was the largest single landowner in New York at one point. Yeah. That's not going to be one of the questions this week. I hope. No.
We're done with that. We're right? done. Yeah, Bob does know his real estate. Make no mistake. Yes, he does. As we go to break, it is time for the bond report here. Let's take a look at Treasuries and see how they're faring this morning. Yields, as we said, have uh, settled back from some of the earlier highs of the day. Back to 116. Dow down 61. S&P trying to hang on to a gain. We're back in a moment. Meme stocks going to face some pressure here in the early part of the session. AMC, GameStop, Bed Bath, uh, Wendy's all down between 1% and 4%. We're going to watch that as we do see some uh, declines accelerating here. S&P's down about 5 Get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Time for Jim and Stop Trading. We should talk about the fact that Pepsi sold Tropicana for $3.3 billion. It's always been one of these assets where you question whether it's up to date whether people still drink the way they used to in some of these, and a lot of people feel they have too much sugar. Uh, PAI Partners bought it. They've got, uh, they, they kept an ownership stake, but they're really interested in the higher margin products like a SodaStream or a, a Rockstar. And I'll tell you one thing. They have some incredible drinks for athletics, and not just for the, the G with uh, no sugar, but a new drink that has two cups of coffee in it. has a lot of caffeine in it uh, with very low, uh, very low cal. And I got to tell you, after you work out with that, you have never seen anything. You can work in the middle of your workout. If you take that thing, you will just be, be surprised. You'll be doing five, five on the treadmill. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is interesting, Chris. I remember when they bought Tropicana. It's a so long time I. ago, back in 98. But it feels like uh, when it was more, when it became a very strong business for it them. Was. But to your but, point, and the Naked Juice franchise also, I guess, a lot of right. sugar there. Perhaps its sales are not what they want, well, what, what it once right. was either. You, you, Johnson, terrific, terrific CFO. And he said to me, um, Jim, I mean, honestly, uh, when do you drink uh, juice? I said, every single morning I have a big glass of your grapefruit juice. He goes, well, you know, that's not where people are going. I said, well, it's been since I was five, but I'm obviously not who they're, you know, they apparently think that these drinks are just kind of falling out of favor. I still love the OJ and the grapefruit. Creature of habit, but the sugar in these products. Because soda doesn't have sugar in it? What what, what am I missing here? It feels they do have a lot of calories. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, it's, it'll blow out your calorie count yes, for the is. day if you have a it big really glass. It really does. Uh, portfolio optimization, they called it today. What about tonight? What do you got? Wow. Okay, we've got points. Yeah. And, uh, he said in a question. Yeah, voice. I mean, I don't. I, uh, Clorox now yields almost 3%. It's not how you want to get there. You prefer to have that by a dividend boost, like Micron. But... Um, I think we're up against David in some markets during during Clorox. Are we? Are you? No. (laughs) I just think that um, that let's find out what happened. I mean, come on. It's a more than 100-year-old brand. I mean, sometimes these are opportunities. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I don't want to touch that now. It's been, what can we say on Wall Street? De-risked. Yes. It's de-risked. It is today. That guy win tonight, the guy from the six-year. stop? <laughs> um, we'll see you tonight, Jim. Mad Money, Matt. 6 p.m. You'll see Jim and you'll see Matt. Yes. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.